0: And so I would start there because oftentimes this is the root of it. This is the root of why your marketing isn't working and you're just spinning your wheels over targeting and strategy and changing your funnel and, you know, trying to hire coaches and try this next thing. But at the root of it, if you don't fix this, nothing else is going to work. Okay. Okay. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 401. Hello everybody. Happy week. I hope you guys are doing amazing. I am coming off a very busy week with our live challenge last week and also i seem to ironically plan these things when my personal life feels crazy i have a nanny transition happening and i'm getting a new nanny my nanny of two years is moving on to a new business venture and that's like a huge deal because i call her my wife and she's so helpful and she's been a nanny to my youngest since he was three months old so it's like a super big deal and so I somehow planned my challenge for the same week that I had no nanny because I have one I had a one week transition in between and it was insane and days where I had toys all over my office because I had to let my two-year-old just play in there while I worked and but I, we got through it we got through it and we're in a, in a new week that I hope to have a little more space I feel like there's things that I'm just like, I just need to plan and sit down and think with my brain and I haven't had any time to even do that in the last week. So today's episode, I am covering three reasons why your marketing strategy might not be working right now. I feel like there's a lot of business owners and I just did the challenge so I did Q&As every day and so I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are like my marketing strategy isn't working or what was working before is now not working or it works a little bit and then it stops working or I just can't get it profitable. Just so many different struggles and frustrations around marketing and the reality is you have to get your marketing working like you have to be generating leads and sales in order to Get that marketing working so you have to be able to diagnose what the problem is and pivot And I was just on a podcast interview recently where I was talking about the biggest mistake I am seeing people make and business owners make is the unwillingness to pivot and kind of like the stubbornness around it, around saying like, well, it worked a year ago or like I had my best month this month and it was using the strategy, so why can't we replicate it? And the reality is that the pace at which the digital landscape is changing, society is changing, people's wants and needs and problems and frustrations are adjusting and the need to pivot your strategy to, to change sometimes just the wrapping paper on what you're promoting or sometimes go deep and change your offer. You have to be open to that and you have to be willing to try to diagnose what the problem is and then take action as fast as you can. So I decided to do an episode on three reasons why your marketing strategy might not be working just to start like churning your brain and see if any of these things resonate with you if you feel like oh I haven't paid attention to that in a while and it's been you know 6-12 months since I looked at that that could be why and what comes up for you so these are all core foundational concepts that I've definitely talked about before on the podcast but I'm feeling like after last week, I was called to just say, Let's let me do a reminder. Let me just refresh on some of these things in a different way and a different perspective to really help you look at right now, today, your marketing and where you should be putting your effort. So let's dive into those three things. The first one is something I talk about extensively, and I've talked about how I've put in way more resources internally for our clients and then for my own marketing department in this category because of how important this is and so the first reason why your marketing might not be working is your messaging and your offer positioning and when I say offer positioning I mean anything you're trying to get somebody to do so that could be a webinar that could be a lead magnet that could be any thing that you're saying hey I have this offer give me your name and email or pay me money this is my offer both of those are offers and people make that mistake a lot where they don't treat their free lead generation as an offer so the first thing that I would look at when diagnosing your marketing is this is your messaging and your positioning and asking yourself do I stand out from everybody else like if you just remove you know how close you probably are to your strategy and to your offer and to you know the way you're communicating to your audience and you just try to take a step back and ask yourself if I saw this for the very first time Would I go, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing offer. This is so valuable and I know exactly what I'm going to be able to achieve if I download this offer or buy this product or buy this service or sign up for this. And if the answer is no to that, which for a lot of you it is, the answer is no because this here can take a long time to perfect and refine and improve. And so for a lot of people you've thought you've achieved this and now you're not your marketing isn't working and you're not opening your eyes and going back to this. And this is something that has just increased in need to perfect this. This year in the last year because people who have weak offers and weak messaging that just stays surface. It doesn't hit the emotions. It's not powerful. It doesn't stand out. It's just not going to work because there's way too much out there that is those things and that is fighting for no matter what your audience is is fighting for their attention attention is currency right now getting someone's attention being able to maintain someone's attention and trust is the currency of marketing like we have to get that attention we have to connect we have to have content and messaging that's emotional so if you're listening to this and you're like okay i think this is my problem what i recommend doing is just going back to your messaging and your messaging shows up in your ad copy it shows up on your landing page it shows up in your emails it shows up on your sales pages it shows up in anywhere that you talk about something you want somebody to do and I want you to look at it and again ask yourself if I saw this and I had no idea who this business was I've never seen them before and I'm my ideal customer would I do it or is this surface is this You know, checking boxes to write ad copy is this not going to capture that attention and to create that connection and like, oh my gosh, I have to click this. I got to download this. I need to consume this and just that engagement. And if the answer is no, how can you do that? Do you need to talk to your audience? Do you need to interview people to understand their language? Do you need to hire a copywriter because you could never get it to that place? Do you need practice writing? Do you need to talk it out? Like, How do you get it simple, clear, and extremely enticing? And so I would start there because oftentimes this is the root of it. This is the root of why your marketing isn't working and you're just spinning your wheels over targeting and strategy and changing your funnel and, you know, trying to hire coaches and try this next thing. But at the root of it, if you don't fix this, nothing else is going to work. Okay. So that's the first reason. The second reason that your marketing might not be working is your customer journey or your sales funnel strategy. So, this is very common that people choose a sales funnel strategy that they saw somebody else do or it's a template taught in a program or you know they, they are replicating somebody else's funnel and, and bringing it over to their business and they've lost the connection with their ideal customer and what the experience really needs to be for them. So you guys, custom, a customer journey, a sales funnel, if you break it down in simple terms, here is what it is. It's an experience. You you are creating an experience for somebody who has no idea who you are and you have 3 goals. Your first goal is to capture their attention, to get them to, to engage, to click, to watch a video, to engage with content and to become a member of your audience. Your second goal is to become is for them to become a lead, to get them on your email list to be able to nurture them through emails to build that trust, to get them to attend a webinar to get them as a lead and then your third goal is to get them as a patent customer to sign up for your service your product your offer and so you can't not have one of these in place that's effectively doing you know only two of three of these things in your experience in your customer journey so if you step back and you remove all the complication of sales funnels and marketing and how complicated people make it and you ask yourself you know what do I have to do to create the most epic experience and take someone from being, they, they consume a piece of my content all the way to becoming a paying customer? And there's one other thing that your strategy should do, and this is really important and not easy to do, is from the point of becoming a lead to becoming a sale, your job is to create a gap. It's to create a gap that your offer fills. And if you can do this perfectly, your marketing strategy will blow up. It will work so well. And people miss this all the time. In the lead generation phase, they deliver a webinar presentation or a PDF or some sort of resource that is so extremely overwhelming and dense with just like vomit all this information on you that there's no way you're going to sell your offer because you didn't create the gap. And you want to create a gap that your offer can fill. So you have to do two things at the lead generation phase. You have to create value. You have to solve a micro problem. You have to be able to provide that value, but not make solve the problem so it's like they don't need any more help. Because at the same time of solving a problem or helping them realize they've done something the wrong way or they're making these mistakes or they need these tools now they need to understand, okay, then the next step is your offer. So the way that this works and the way I teach this is when you're choosing your lead generation promise or topic or, or mode or, or how you're delivering it. Think about all the micro problems that your ideal customer is having. Not the biggest problem out there like they want to lose weight or they want to make money with marketing or they want to scale their team. Like those are like the big problems that you solve, you know, your offer solves, your end result solves. What are all the micro problems attached to that? So if we use like they want to use weight, lose weight as an example, it would be like, I don't know how to plan my meals. I don't know what workouts to do. I don't know how to schedule my time and get these workouts done. I am afraid of hurting myself. I uh, am not motivated enough. I'm too busy, right? Those are all like, what is all the excuses, the reasons, the micro problems that people experience in trying to achieve the biggest outcome that you solve and you create for people with your offer. Then you just solve one of those micro problems Or you can shine light on why they're not achieving the big problem, which gives people a realization of like, oh, I've been doing it wrong this whole way. This is a new way of achieving weight loss or a new way of successful marketing in your business. Now the trust is there. The value is there. Giving someone a realization, giving someone to realize like, oh my gosh, I need to stop wasting my time doing X, Y, Z, or I've been doing it the wrong order or whatever it is. That's value. That is value and you give them the next step to take easily which is okay now you understand that this is how it works and you could go do this all by yourself but you're not going to so you therefore need my offer. And so I see this all the time in funnel strategies that people have created a customer journey, created a funnel and in that lead generation portion they randomly put something there or they tried to pull from somebody else's lead generation ideas and webinars and structure it exactly the same. And then they end up completely overwhelming the lead, which is going to completely kill the success of selling your offer. So if your marketing isn't working right now, look at your customer journey and ask yourself, is this the best experience I could possibly create for somebody to go from not having any idea, any interaction with my business to becoming a customer? And you know what that also means? It means playing the long game. Does your customer journey, does your funnel consist of like two weeks and that's it? And if they don't buy, they're just lost? Because the average amount of touch points that somebody has to have to buy from your business is seven to 10, and the average amount of time it takes depending on the product is like three to six months to buy from you, sometimes way longer for people. So if your customer journey is planned out to the extent of two weeks, and then you have no strategy and you just hope people buy, that's not gonna work either and you're gonna be losing a lot of money. So that nurturing strategy that happens long-term after one, two, three, six months of someone joining your email list is absolutely critical. And if you're missing that, I can guarantee you, you have leads sitting on your list who could buy from you and you're losing that opportunity. Okay, the third reason why your marketing might be not working and I love this one because it is kind of, easy to simplify and can make such a huge difference in your understanding and your overwhelm around marketing, which is lack of data and decisions being made based off data. Here's what I've observed after working with hundreds of business owners and just seeing how they look at marketing is number one, marketing is very overwhelming to most people. And the reason why is there's so many components to it. There's organic, there's social media, there is paid ads, there's your sales funnel, there's your emails, there's your email nurturing, there's your webinar itself, there's building the pages. Like there's so many pieces to the puzzle, which I totally understand and it's valid. That's why ideally you get support. However, the other piece is business owners have no idea what numbers they should be tracking. They don't know what those numbers mean even if they were to be tracking them. And most of all, they have no idea how to make decisions based off those numbers. And so then you're experiencing the throw spaghetti at the wall approach, the flying blind, where it's like you're doing stuff. You're not like... All of you guys, I know you and you're not not doing things. You're not lazy. You're not like sitting back and just like hoping that it starts working. You're actively taking action and doing things. But you feel like you're spinning your wheels. And a lot of times that's because of those things. You don't know your numbers. You don't know what those numbers mean. And then you don't know how to make decisions off of them. Because when you understand your data and when you understand what that means and specifically what actions you should take based off your data, you're not going to feel like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall. You're going to feel very in momentum and like you have a plan and you know the next step and you know what you're doing and why you're doing it and the impact it should have. So to simplify this down and not have like you know an hour-long podcast that's going to be really overwhelming, here's how you should look at data. Every point in your customer journey, in your funnel, there is actions you want people to take so you have to first define what are all the actions you want people to click on your ad you want people to opt into your webinar you want people to watch your webinar you want people to open your emails you want them to click on your emails you want them to buy your products okay that was just like a quick summary of six If attached to each one of those actions is a metric so what is the the metric that is going to tell you if that action is successful or not. And this is where people mess up. Because, for example, with ads, there are a lot of metrics you can look at. And they are effective. But you also need to figure out what's the minimum effective dose. So, for example, with your ads, you could look at CPM, which is cost per thousand impression. You could look at the click-through rate. There's two click-through rates. You could look at link click-through rate and all click-through rate. You could look at um, your cost per conversion, right? And you could look at your landing page conversion and your number of clicks. But what's the one metric that's gonna tell you the actual success of your ads? I think, and would say, it's your cost per click. Because that's gonna directly impact, like if your click-through rate is really low, your, co- your cost per click is gonna be really high. So if you just focused on, okay, my ads, I need people to click on my ads. I need quality people to click on my ads. How do I get the cost down of people to click on my ads? And that metric is gonna affect your CPM, your click through rate, all those other metrics. So if you just focused on that and you said, maybe if I launched new creative, maybe if I made this more compelling, maybe if I tried new audiences, I need to get my cost per click down. Then you move to the cost per conversion, webinar registration, let's say. Now that's going to be impacted by landing page conversion and the number of clicks. But if we focus in on that, we're going to be able to make decisions based off that. So every place that you want somebody to take an action in your customer journey should be a metric attached to that. Then if you do it that way, you understand, okay, that metric impacts this decision, this action that I want someone to take. So if the metric is not good that you've defined for that action, then you ask yourself, how do I improve the volume of people who take that action? And I know you guys can answer that. If I was to say, hey, your webinar show up is 5%. Only 5% of your leads are showing up to your webinar. So how do you get more people to show up for your webinar? I bet you could come up with actions. I'm going to add reminder emails. I'm going to add a bonus to my webinar. Like you could probably come up with some really creative things. So if you define your data and you say here's all the actions that somebody takes in my funnel, in my customer journey from the beginning of coming into contact with my business to becoming a sale. And you really should only have like 6 to 10. There's not that many actions. Then you say what is the one driving metric of that action that I can I need to track. Then you track them in order. Because at the first drop off point that's going to impact all the rest of the metrics. And so at the first place where the metric isn't good, where your cost per click is $8, way too high, you're never going to have a good cost per webinar registration. You're never going to have a good landing page conversion or a sales conversion, all the things, until you fix that. So then you just ask yourself, what do I do to improve this? What are three actions I can do to improve this metric? Now, of course, there's more metrics that, you know, like, for example, our team, We're definitely tracking click-through rate and CPM and all those things, but we're experts, right? And if you're not at that level, don't dive into it trying to do that and then completely overwhelm yourself and then have no actions to take. Instead, make it the minimum effective dose, start to take action on that data and you will see improvement. And you also are going to feel more in control of your marketing, which is really important. Because if you feel in control of your marketing and you feel like even if it's not working, you're taking action to move it towards the right place, you're on the right track. That's the process of marketing. And so you need to have that. Okay. So that's the third thing is understand your data go through that process i just explained understand what metrics you need to track and then the actions associated with them and out of that is going to constantly be giving you things you can be doing in your marketing to improve your marketing and where the problem is and where the hole is and then you won't feel like that flying blind feeling which is terrible when you're spending money and you're like panicking because it's not working and then worst of all you don't even know what to do to get it working like that is definitely where you don't want to be but yet i see so many people in that place in their business Okay, you guys, I hope this was helpful. I hope it gave you a few things to go dig into in your own marketing. And at the end of the day, just focus on those like, what are those one or two or three max things I can be working on over the next 30 days to improve my marketing, to improve my numbers. And then you just move on to the next thing. And you know what? That will never end. Even when you are successful, that is still the case. You're still trying to improve metrics. You still want to get a less cost per leader. You still want to increase your sales conversion. And so you should always have actions in place to do those things. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing